Gorgeous, wonderful souls, welcome to another episode of our Heart and Soul Show. Today we are talking about overthinking. Are you making decisions like this or are you overthinking it constantly? Maybe not you know, hiding or having a hard time stepping out there, moving forward, because everything had to be perfect, like in last week's episode, before you can move on. And stay tuned, we have a workshop coming up. Hello, Janet. Hello. Good morning, Caroline. Yes. Um, yes, you're going to tell our audience about the workshop coming up because we're super, super, super excited about that. It's really exciting for you. But yes, the overthinking is something that is very close to my heart. <laughs> and I will be very happy to share lots about that um, today. So yeah, glad to be here. Yes, just quickly about our workshop. It's happening on Monday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Central European time, 7 p.m. UK time. That's 2 p.m. New York. And hopefully you can get your time zone from those times. And it's called Reignite Your Spark. And it's just full of joy and fun. And of course, heart and soul so please please join us and we are so looking forward to having this experience with you in a beautiful setting and i will share the link in the comments about that and don't overthink sign up <laughs> I like that. absolutely it is going to be fun there's going to be a lot of things we're going to be sharing in it um, there's three key topics that we will be talking about and working on with you. So please, please, please join us. It's a virtual event, so you can join us from anywhere in the world. Even in your PJs, so you can have your camera off and you're yeah, sharing from our heart and soul and love to inspire you and help you open up to more fun and joy again in your life so back to the topic of today it's overthinking when in your life were you most overthinking janet you know what i am a absolute master overthinker i have spent a lifetime overthinking everything in my life and analyzing and overanalyzing and going through and it, it, I, I know that there's a lot and particularly a lot of women <laughs> who are like this because you're dealing with so many different things and it's like your head is racing and spinning and I know for a very 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 long time and it was ties in with the perfectionism that we talked about last week because I was like spinning lots of plates. I don't know if you've seen them like spinning lots of plates and you don't want to drop anything. So you're like constantly, constantly in this alert mode of like, okay, you know, what happened today? So you analyze what happened, the conversations, just like you, you replay everything and then go, oh, I wish I'd said this or I wish I'd done that or whatever. And it's always a little bit 
putting yourself down because you didn't do certain things. And sometimes those loops can really continue to play so much. And particularly at night, when you really need that restorative sleep, healing sleep, and you don't get it because your brain is on this super hyper drive. And you're not only analyzing what happened during the day, it's like past events come up again. And it's also then about worrying because it is an anxiety thing of like planning for tomorrow and next week and next year. I mean, my my mind was like, and I used to think everybody was the same. <laughs> and then I found out my husband, he goes, what, what do you mean? He says, I just sometimes don't think anything. And I'm like, how do you not think? I mean, my thoughts are just, they're like, I call them crazy monkeys because they're like, just like, <clears throat> jabbering away in my head constantly and particularly with the quiet of night when you really really want to sleep and they just would not stop it was awful I spent so many nights like up walking around trying to calm them down trying to and it's taken a lot of work <laughs> and NLP neuro-linguistic programming was really helpful for me because I started with that and started working on the mind and sorting mind issues out first and um, before getting back down to the wonderful heart and soul. But I needed to quiet, quieten my mind to be able to do that. And I think a lot of people are the same because our world is, there's so much going on. There's so much information all the time and our brains are just like wired for overload and it's not healthy. It's not healthy. What about you, Caroline? Are you an overthinker or pa past overthinker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better at it. And uh, yeah, like you, I laid in bed and said, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or even sometimes now, so, oh, I said this, but I should have said this. And mm -hmm. maybe that person took it that way but I didn't mean it it's sort of like an awkwardness and uh you know and uh, or I shouldn't have given that away you know 20 years ago when I moved or or things like these come up it's sort of like regrets and uh, and overthinking you know I mean um not making a decision you know shall I do this or that or you know, it can be fun things like planning for vacation. Where shall you go? Oh, I don't know. This one is good, but this one or that one. And then you keep thinking and analyzing. And 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 at the end, it's summer and you haven't planned anything because you just couldn't make a decision. And this is, I think, yeah, it's sort of also a feeling of not missing out. You know, if as a child you've been asked, you'd rather have vanilla or chocolate ice cream. And of course, you love both. <laughs> so it's hard to make a decision. But coming to the term that, okay, today I have vanilla, next time I can have chocolate. But it's it's always, you know, as a child, then you have vanilla, but you'd rather have chocolate. You choose chocolate, you'd rather have vanilla. So it's that whole thing of 
making a decision, sticking with it and knowing it, trust life that, yeah, there's another opportunity coming along. And, and also overthinking with healthy boundaries, you know, that was a big topic, you know, oh, if I hurt this person or that person gets mean or um, what if they don't like me? <laughs> All these kind of things were coming up. And, and and yeah, as a mom, you overthink everything. Did they eat enough? Do, you know, do they sleep? What do they have? And uh, how can I help them? And just I learned to hand it over to the universe, to the angels and ask for support and that trust. I think when I'm overthinking, I am not in that trust mode that life is good, life is happening for me. Life is good, you know, I'm guided, better ways, better days are ahead of me. And if I'm overthinking, it's Lord, oh, life is happening to me. You know, I have no control. I need to desperately control it. And how can I make it better? And here in the flow, trusting my intuition, feeling guided, happy here on earth, mostly. Here it's like the fear mind overtaking and overthinking, overanalyzing and oh, but I don't want to go left, maybe right, you know, all these kind of things. I mean, it's good to analyze things. It's good to think about things. But when it comes to be like that overthinking and thinking it over and over and over without being ready to make a decision and just go with your heart you know it's sort of i think it's part of that mind over matter kind of mentality and when you sort of dislocate from your heart and soul then you're completely in that I have to do everything. I have to control it. I have to, oh, you know, and yeah, it can really lead to burnout. I mean, it's like when you have a crazy job and having to have 20 things in your mind, I have to do this, 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 and then I have to check out this and take a minute, write it all out, make a list, and then you can sort of, I call it like a brain dump, you know, you can sort of putting it all on paper and out there and then you can say, it's here, I am safe, I don't have to run on the red zone, you know, in over overdrive here. I totally agree with that. If you don't mind, I'm going to mention my right to heal book, because there's three chapters in there, when I talk about sort of the mind stuff, like beliefs and limit particularly limiting beliefs how to get past those because they really do shut us down and stop us from like moving forward if we go oh I can't do that or it's not for me or you know it's not for people like me or my age or whatever there's a whole lot of stuff on that I mean something that you mentioned as well about the decluttering your mind so if you have a lot of things coming up you know get a notebook pen sit down spend if it's half an hour or an hour, just 
like putting things in your schedule, you know, making that list. And then it kind of clears it out of your head, which I love is like a brain dump. (laughs) And then there's another thing about sort of, you know, also about how your thoughts create your emotions, create your behavior and how to sort of start looking at that because that involves about the self-talk. I think it's those chattering, crazy monkeys in your head um, going on. And once you sort of start taking back, as you sort of say, control and becoming empowered with your choices and being, because you're doing it from, not from your head, because so many of us live in our head space and I did for a very long time. And it's now whenever you reconnect your heart and soul, you're using your intuitive guidance and you're feeling what is the right choice for you. And as you sort of say, it's like going with the flow. This is the right choice. I don't need to worry about anything else. This is this is what I'm going with and I'm accepting it. And I think when you sort of start to take on that responsibility, accountability of that being you know, that's my choice and I'm going to stick with it. It does actually make it much easier because you're not going through those what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, because, you know, my brain used to run at tangents. I mean, I would, I'd have been a brilliant, um, Mark, my husband used to say I would be a great risk analysis person because I would look at everything that could possibly happen, what could go wrong, um, and have worked through every connotation and, and have something a little bit in place just in case that happened. But the amount of work my brain had to do to do all of that and keep that going was like those spinning plates. And I realize now, you know, it was mentally and emotionally draining. Absolutely. Because then you didn't have the capacity or the space to like I have now to enjoy the spring flowers when I'm out for a walk, I just relax it. The sea yesterday when it was crazy and wild because it was stormy here. And it's now I've got capacity to enjoy those things and, you know, take those moments and make those memories, those good memories. And that, that has been a game changer for me. And it is about sort of living... Yes, you need to have maybe be analytical sometimes, as you say, think about certain things, but you also need to be connected with your heart and soul. And when your your mind, body and soul is all in connection, then it's, it becomes easier. And as you say, it feels like you're more in flow, that you're going with life instead of being the victim and going against the current and everything's against you in life and stuff. You're going more and if things don't work out it's not the end of the world it really isn't and I think that was also a a big learning Mm -hmm. but yeah the crazy crazy monkeys in here (laughs) they're now under control (laughs) well mostly Uh, yeah it's so much about quieting the mind because only when we quiet those voices we can find inner peace and inner calm. And so many people are looking for inner peace or inner calm and desperately looking, you know, like, oh, how can I create it? What do I do? And it's just like the opposite of inner peace and inner calm. And like you said, it's a thief of joy, you know, when we are constantly thinking. And uh, it's so important to quiet calm 
the mind and our nervous system because then we, otherwise we are in constant stress mode and stress is really really bad for our health and well-being and so quiet the mind come back into the here and now and like i say to many of my clients and my children and myself many ways lead to rome that's one saying and i say sometimes it takes a detour to arrive at the right destination and just listen to that it many ways lead to rome there's not just one way and often it takes a detour to arrive at your destination so trust in life trust in your choices and make a decision right now and if you end up in a cul-de-sac turn around or find another way there's not there's only a right decision for now and tomorrow is another day and in two days or two weeks we can make another decision it's not like then it's fixed in stone and you only have to go that that path so yeah play with it be extra gentle with it take a deep breath i think the breath into your belly brings you more down into your inner calm and inner peace and give your brain a break short vacation for me it helps to just focus on the breath maybe counting in counting out then first of all that little mind is busy counting and has no space for all the running away thoughts you know and meditation you know listen to a guided meditation or yeah putting your hands on your heart space sort of drops me instantly back into my body and calms my mind and sure nature <laughs> nature is actually very good i mean i used to find that particularly at night i mean they, they talk here about counting sheep so that's one way of you you sort of start to do that but i actually find that for me when i was having trouble switching off my brain um I used to listen to audiobooks, but I would choose somebody who had one of the voices that would just lull you to sleep. And I would find actually would just you'd be concentrating for a while and then suddenly you would realize that you're awake the next morning going, I didn't hear any of that book or I only heard it a short, but it had to be the right voice. And I know that there's apps out there that now do that. There's Calm, there's Headspace, there's a few different ones. So, you know, find what works for you because it's not like one size fits all. Um, it did take me a lot of practice. And I, I did learn then a technique about sort of just observing your thoughts. But it took me a while to get to that point because then it was almost like you were you were like observing them as stepping away and they're just clouds floating past. So you just go, oh, yeah, that's that one. Oh, let it go. Oh, yeah, that's that one. And let it go. And, and that helped as well. But it, it, I couldn't do that from day one. It took a while to get there. 
so you know you have to sort of work it's a it's a process and once you start as Caroline says you clear that headspace and then you can start to you know start that journey down to where you know you're connecting reconnecting with your your heart and soul again and then you feel more complete and that joy and that spark for life comes back again because you are you're a different person you're you start to see life in a different way your perspective changes and shifts and even though you might still be a thinker because that just doesn't go away um but you aren't a hostage to those crazy monkeys in your head you have them under control <laughs> to work for you and not against you so that's that's how I mean I've worked with it is to use techniques NLP techniques to quite as you say quieten the mind um meditation I couldn't really do for a long time because I just could not switch off and some people find that that's you know, they're not able to do that, but a walk in nature and observe what's around you, you know, just sitting and watching the world go by as well is that you're, you're sort of outside of yourself and not in your head. So anything that you feel that just shifts you away from the head to what's going on in the world around me, you know, just start to observe. And I think that's a good way to start. And the breath definitely is coming back to that grounding within yourself as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or being more mindful. Sort of one technique I learned is getting back to the senses, you know. What do I sense on my skin? You know, is it cold? Is it warm? Just be more of an observer and guiding your thoughts, you know. How does it smell? How does it taste? You know, all these kind of things and focusing on something. When I was cooking, I wasn't, I used to be 10,000 miles away, but then coming back more into the present. Mm, how does it smell? How does it taste? And And just, you know, mindful stirring with that with that cooking and just you know guiding your thoughts back to the present what am I doing what am I feeling how you know what am I am I seeing what am I hearing and just focusing on on these things and yeah or having a cup of tea and this how does it smell how warm is it? How does the cup feel? Just getting back, back into your sensory mm, yes. and focusing on something, like you said, outside. I mean, it's spring now. It's just sort of uh, make it a game of what flowers are coming up. Where can I see the greenest grass or something like this? Then you're more focused rather than just out there and yeah coming back into the present moment and yeah it takes I mean if you're really overthinking and you're that's just your status quo you know 
tiny steps. You won't get from overthinking to completely calm mind in an hour. But acknowledge, acknowledge how far you've come and, and acknowledge, you know, what you can do and just be gentle, compassionate, loving, observing your thoughts. Because often we are not aware because that's sort of like a, <laughs> a spin on its own, you know. So, oh, what have I been thinking? Oh, okay. I don't want to focus on this one. I want to focus on, I don't know, sunshine or anything. So, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, there's, there's a lot of different hobbies that you can sort of take up that definitely are mindful related, like knitting, crochet, painting, music. So if like when you're playing an instrument and reading music, I know that I do that. I'm not very good playing the piano, but it, I can't think about anything else when I'm in, in that zone. So, you know, anything that helps you sort of just to take your mind away to do something else, to give it something to do um, in the short term when you start to feel that, that also helps reading, losing yourself in a good book. <laughs> you can tell I'm, uh, we, we both love books, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, and and create your own stories and remember, you know, what you're thinking, you're sending out as wishes. Do you really want to always send out fear and everything? Or would you rather use your gorgeous brain and imagination for good things to come? So writing out the best stories of your life or how everything is working out, you know, how easy life is. We can create those stories just by gently swifting them in another direction. So do you have anything more to share, Janet, on overthinking or recovering overthinking? <laughs> yeah, I think this important thing is, is to become aware is the first step and then also as caroline said about being compassionate and gentle as you work through the process because like for me it wasn't an overnight it has taken a very long time to to get to this stage and it is worth it is worth it um so do bear with it and it is amazing when you start to become aware of it you suddenly go really Am I, why am I doing this to myself? And then you, you, when you start catching yourself doing it, then you'll, you kind of can start to take back that control. And it is, it is a journey in itself. But believe me, once, once you do, you can get a better night's sleep. You can start to let go of so much stuff that really isn't yours and you don't need to worry about it. And to start to, you know, move back as we keep saying to our heart and soul, which is, you know, that lovely connection that you need to have. And as always, you know, we've been through it. We can give you sort of a shortcut. Reach out to Janet or myself if you love some support and guidance along. Because, yeah, sometimes it's harder to do on your own. But if you have someone holding your hand while you do it and encouraging you into the right direction, it's so much easier. And yes, you are worth it. And 
I just checked next week's topic will be earth angels. Do you feel like an earth angel? Let's find out next week. Thank you so much for being here. I'll share the link to Janet's gorgeous book, Right to Heal, and of course to our upcoming workshop. And stay tuned and share with your friends if you felt inspired by this gorgeous episode. Thank you so much. Love and light blessings, everyone. Thank you.